Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of We're Right, You're Wrong. Uh, again, I'm PJ Thomas, with me Chappelle Porter, and for the first time, we have Cameron, our dear friend. He's joining us tonight. He didn't make it to the last one because there was some confusion with our other friend about a podcast that they were also possibly doing, more food-related specifically. So we made sure to get him on today. We're going to talk about a bunch of things. I know I've got some stuff on the docket, but... First, I just want to ask how your guys' weeks have been going so far, or last week. For me, you know, this last weekend has been pretty chill. I've been able to relax a lot now that I've beaten God of War Ragnarok, and I don't have that stress on me. <laughs> but you beat that while I was up there for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but so. I, had, I had to go back and beat, like, the Valkyries. What do you mean? So, um, you know, every, like, modern games, at least, have, like, a lot of post-game stuff that you have to do that's not really tangent on the story, but, well, that part depends on the game, but you know how a lot of games have, like, a lot of post-game activities? That's what I was doing. Ah, and side it was, mission. it was stressful. No, wait, side missions, or you do that before you fight the first boss? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, hold up now. They are completely different things. You know God of War is different. <laughs> I know. Let's you couldn't even get to half the areas until you got like three quarters of the game through. Side missions are the things you do instead of the main game, and then you fight your first like level five boss, because they always give you a couple levels in the tutorial, right? You fight that first boss, and you're now like level 50, and he's just got yeah. nothing on you now. And you're like, well, I just spent the first four days of this game doing nothing but all the side missions. So I guess now we'll do the main story. Okay, but Tommy, so you clearly have not played God of War. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. My problem with, I don't, I'm not a big role-playing game guy because my problem with them is there's too much to do. And then I get, I get sucked into it. And then I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. And I then I just, feel that. And then I just stop. It's, I just, it's I like when Black where I'm like, Desert I don't even was really do. popular a couple years ago, and I did, I think I did like three quarters of the uh, side missions before I fought the first boss. <laughs> so I was damn near max level trying to fight this thing that's like level six, and I'm like, man, I feel like that guy right now. I mean, that's yeah. how I felt there with Scarlet and Violet when it dropped because I had caught fifty something, no, seventy four Pokemon. I think is how many I caught before the first gym. Like before I even made it into town, I had fifty. I made feel it to the that. school. Yeah, I just I can't. I I don't know what it is about those games, like RPGs. I don't necessarily like playing them as much as I do like watching other people play them. That's fair. It's more entertaining for me because then I don't know. I think it's because it's mainly story based, and there's like a plot and this progression and like all of that. I think when you have those, those types of games, I mean, it's more fun for me watching people play them because it's like a movie for me. Okay, I can get behind that. You know, up until this past, like, this past couple years after college. So in college, my last roommate, AJ, that's exactly what we would do. He uh, would he'd play the game completely through. And I'd just be on my phone texting people or 
I'd be asleep, and then he would wake me up for the cutscenes. He's like, Poru, wake up, quick, there's a cutscene going on. And I'd be like, oh, God, yeah, okay, I'll watch this. <laughs> and then straight back to sleep. Yeah, our RPG games are nice, and I can appreciate them, right? Like, they're, they're great works of art. They've taken a lot of work to make a reality. Um, there's so much lore, story building, and, and, like, world building and things around that that go into them. But for me... I get more out of it watching other people playing them than I do playing them myself. So, and I like That's the immersion. Fair. I like being immersed. Like I like feeling everything from the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Even I can, I can even when that. it's like a Souls game where I'm just sitting there, yeah, ass absolutely handed to that's, me. That's what I was about to say. Like you know, before then I was exactly like Tommy was. Like I would just rather watch someone play. And then I played Elden Ring, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a I like minute. this. <laughs> Elden Ring seems like a game that I don't, I wouldn't want to watch people play because I feel like there's too much pain involved in Elden Ring, and I just don't know if I could go through <laughs> that with someone else. It took me eight hours to kill Morgoth the first time. <laughs> and see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> eight hours is, yeah, that's a good amount of gaming. But when it's just on one boss, I don't know. There's a lot of emotions that go into that fight that I don't think I could be a part of. So, unpopular opinion, I thought Melania was pretty easy compared to some of the other bosses in the game. I never, I never even got to her. <laughs> That's fair. I I could not kill Radagon by myself. See, I thought Radagon was really easy. I, I didn't Ow. even die once. I didn't even Ow. die once to him. <laughs> I could not beat Radagon to save my life, but, wait, but Rad I Radagon, beat Melania on like my fourth try. Oh, the, the giant, giant where his hitboxes or... were just bullshit, and he just he'd swing the plate okay. one way and you get hit the I, other way. I died to him once, then I did not die again. I just like after that, I no diffed him. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I was like, all right, I I see his attacks now. Pretty easy to dodge. No, the the first attempt on a souls type game boss is always i'm gonna die <laughs> but hopefully yeah. i learned something hopefully <laughs> i learned some of his moves in the process now those types of games they baffle me because people like us like normal gamers right it's gonna take us a while to beat those bosses you know we're gonna go through the struggles and everything but eventually we're gonna beat them but we're gonna have to make sure we've got the right stats and you know we got a little help going the people that do the speed runs like fully naked, no armor, with like a stick and the will of God. Oh, so you're thinking of the I no hit runs. I don't understand. <laughs> yes, the no hit runs. I don't understand those people. Like That's they how have I, to be massive. Hold hold I played Breath of the Wild through like that. And don't get me wrong, you know, Breath of the Wild's not a hard game. But at the same time, not getting hit on Breath of the Wild was pretty it was pretty painful. I just I don't I get the the satisfaction that will come out of that. I just don't know if the pain is worth it. Oh no, there was no satisfaction for me. I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> you have to be a masochist to enjoy doing that kind of stuff. Bold of you to assume I'm not. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> so uh I know we've got we, Porter and I had a couple of topics left over from uh last week but Cameron I wanted to give you the chance to chime in with anything that you wanted to gripe or complain about or 
you know, anything that you had opinions on that you wanted to finalize set in stone is like the opinion. Okay, so as a grocery store worker and a butcher, don't be an asshole to grocery store employees during the holidays. I don't get people who do that. And don't show up two minutes before we leave and expect us to cut something for you. See, I never I never worked in grocery stores or food service because I knew off the bat I would fight someone. I would get fired from working a fast food <laughs> job because I don't have the patience to deal with people. And I'm and I've always been understanding of people. Typically, if I go to like for example a Zaxby's and they mess up my order, which has happened quite a lot, uh I won't go back in and ask them for anything else. I'll just I'll take it whatever if I if I don't mind it, I'll eat it. But if it happens like two or three times at the same location, I'll go in and try to correct them on the order. Because I know they're fast food workers and I don't I don't want to make their day harder than it has to be. But people who do that, I I don't understand what's going on in their head. Like I worked retail, which is a different world, right? But it still doesn't seem as bad as food service or fast food or grocery working. It just yeah. I don't understand shoppers and how they can be so cruel and mean and just disregard the people on the other side, like the employees, as being less than human almost. Oh, believe me. The worst thing customers ever do to me, and I struggle every time it happens to not jump over the case and strangle them, they start snapping at me. Like, physically snapping their fingers like I'm a dog or something. What? Yeah, no. See, <laughs> no. I, I still ignore them. I just walk away. <laughs> and see, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to ignore them. But I wouldn't. I don't I think I would. Never. I think I'd start snapping back. That seems like one of that's one of those little peeves that if someone does to you, you're like, motherfucker. That I am not the guy <laughs> to snap at like that. It's like no. It's like, oh, I was cutting this for you. Now yeah. I'm not. <laughs> Go somewhere else. No, I'm purposely gonna mess it up for you. And no, exactly. I won't do a recut. Yeah, so I worked fast food. And I I just don't think I could ever do that again. I got cussed out this one time because someone walked in. So it was a McDonald's. I worked at two different locations because it was like a franchise thing. One was in a Walmart, which was the worst experience that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> but so so what had happened was this lady, she walks in with her kid and she leaves her kid there. And she's like, I want to order like 300 chicken nuggets. And my whole thought process what? is like... Who the hell orders 300 chicken nuggets? Who needs 300 chicken nuggets? <laughs> I, I I guess it was like a full party or something. So no, I was in high school at this time. So this is like nine years ago. So she she walks in with her kid, orders 300 chicken nuggets, leaves her kid there to make sure we get it done. And that's like a direct quote. And then goes off shopping. And she comes what back like... What is the kid going to do? That's my question. He's gonna hop over the counter and beat my ass. I don't know. <laughs> what? What is? Wait. What does she mean by make sure they get it done? Like, first off, it's your job. If someone has an order, you make the order. What, what does she mean? Get it done. It's gonna take a while. It's three hundred chicken nuggets. No, no. no what, yeah. what that was was one hundred percent. She or she knew that kid was a little gremlin and was about to absolutely destroy that Walmart, and she didn't want the Walmart to be destroyed. Instead, she made you suffer with him. Honestly, that could have been exactly what it was. 
But here's the thing that like gets me. She came back in like 20 minutes expecting them to be done. Bro, 300 chicken nuggets is yeah. not going to take 20 minutes. At a Walmart location, too. We didn't even have the inventory. I had to drive across street to the actual like physical building that the franchise had. Like an actual had. McDonald's. Yeah, like an actual McDonald's. Pick some up and drive back to the Walmart. I was so done with this. And I, I actually know I quit like two weeks later. People are insane. They are absolutely ridiculous in what they'll do. Here, here, here's, a, here's a really good one from, uh, this was Thanksgiving Day this year, just a couple weeks ago. So, I had to work four-hour day, came in at noon, about 12.15, dude walks up to me in a panic, mm-hmm. asking if we had any more hams or turkeys. At 12.15 in the afternoon... On Thanksgiving Day, he expected us to have more hams and turkeys. <laughs> so my question is, what what was wait, his wait. thought process? Like, even if you did have a turkey, that that's out of the question. Even if you did have a turkey, have a turkey, how was he going to get it cooked in time for Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> well, see, we had a few frozen turkeys, but he was asking about fresh. But still, or f- well, what are you going to? Or why are you waiting till Thanksgiving Day? After like, noon, like after twelve p.m. on Thanksgiving are, Day, he's asking. There's only two possible options. There's only two possible outcomes as to why he needed a turkey on Thanksgiving Day at noon. One, he's an idiot and forgot. I I don't know how, but he forgot. Or two, he royally messed up the first turkey. That's exactly what it is. He messed that turkey up. <laughs> okay, but what about the ham? Because he wanted the ham too. Did he like? I don't know how. He, I don't know how he messed up a ham. I don't, I don't it's know. literally already cooked. You just gotta heat like they You just gotta heat it up. He he either messed them up or he totally forgot. Those are the only two options. I've come to understand customers are just idiots. Always yeah. go with exactly. The, always go with whatever option. Sounds the stupidest that nobody could ever possibly be that dumb. That's usually the yeah. case. The customer is almost never right when yeah. it comes to a- any type of service that you have. The customer is almost almost never right because yeah. even in retail, you have people coming in asking stupid questions or insisting on things, and you're like, "Ma'am or sir, I work here. I know the answer." And it's not the answer that you're telling me that it is. Dude, even in, to, like, <laughs> even in B2B sales, like, I've had so many experiences where it's like, they'll call me, they'll call my direct, knowing damn well it's me. Someone they've worked with for months or even over a year. And they're like, yeah, no, I was requesting this. And I'm like, no, we've never offered that. And it was like, well, I talk to this person and then provide my phone number. And so, like, this person told me I could. And I'm sitting there looking at my phone number on my business card. And I'm like, please, Lord. <laughs> it's like that Obi-Wan meme. Of course I know him. It's me. That's exactly what I felt like. I was like, please. Dude, people, so I, who, people I'm just... who expect things on holidays are ridiculous. You are out of your mind. If you have the gall to walk into a store, any store, on, like, 
Thanksgiving Day, on Christmas Day, on like if anybody's open during one of like a major holiday like that where there's a ton of people off of work, you know, it's like a family thing or whatever, anything like that, you are out of your mind to walk into a store and request or insist on something last minute. The whole idea that anything is open on those two days that isn't like an essential uh, occupation like gas, for example, or something like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous entirely because you shouldn't need to be going out. Like, see, if see, it's an I emergency, can see there's some instances where, like, yeah, Walmart could be open or should be open on, like, a Thanksgiving Day, day before Christmas, stuff like that. And I feel as if, you know, the only time people could be justified in going to one of those stores is if they're trying to get something not for themselves. Even then, you have time. Yeah. You have a ton of time. Here's here's my thoughts on it. Like, it's fine for, like, grocery stores as long as you're not sitting there trying to actually grocery shop on the holiday. Like, if you – like, you, you go in there, <laughs> you're missing, like, one seasoning. Okay, or, yeah, I can or a bag Or a bag of eyes. That's because we've set the expectation that these places are going to be open for them so that they can fix their own mistakes. That I they blame Black Friday. Black Friday is a huge proponent of it because Black Friday is horrible. I hate Black Friday. And a lot of that stems from growing up, seeing people getting up so early. Um, one time, my first experience in real life with Black Friday myself was I was doing something. I think it was handing out flyers. No, uh, my mom worked as a customer service manager when I was like 13 at a Walmart. Across the parking lot, there was like a bagel shop and some other stuff. This was up in New Jersey. And they were going to be open on Black Friday. The Walmart had said, though, that they weren't going to let them advertise in the Walmart or like sell in the Walmart, right? Like they weren't going to be like, no, you can't be selling bagels and coffee and stuff in the parking lot. They, they didn't want to do that, which was fine. So I worked as basically just sitting in the bagel shop that night at like one o'clock in the morning to like six o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. just People call in, be like, hey, I want a bagel and coffee or whatever. And then I would just walk it across the parking lot to the Walmart. And we didn't get a lot, but I saw a lot of people going in and out for no reason. There's no reason. Black Friday in its entirety is dumb. Because if you need one day a year to make sure that your sales are good, you probably need to rethink that. And I don't know a lot about business, but it just feels wrong feels like you should probably have a better model to where you can sell more throughout the year to where you don't need Black Friday. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Unpopular opinion, the best thing that's came out of the pandemic is it unfucked Black Friday, made it stop Black Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It, it, like, yeah, and what is it, Cyber Monday? Yeah, like the pandemic... Cyber Monday's not bad. The pandemic like pushed it from where you know Black Friday was starting to encroach upon the entire week before... Yeah, it pushed it back to just Friday, and then we have Cyber. Well, the Cyber Monday is now stretching into the next week, but that's fine. That's online. Yeah, you're not making, you know, people's lives absolutely miserable because online orders from like Amazon stuff they have more than enough bodies inside the warehouse. Well, not even that, but the fact that you can have a bunch of people in different locations across the world buying the same item and not literally. St- Stomping over and killing people for. Well, yeah, that's right. There was a lady that died in like 
kids for like three years ago from Black Friday. Yeah, and when I was when I was in high school up in New Jersey, there was a trampoline. That same year that I worked at Black Friday doing the bagel stuff when I was like thirteen, another Walmart in like the Eastern Shore near New Jer- in New Jersey, uh, they opened. And when they opened, one of the workers was trampled to death because he couldn't get out of the way in time from all the people running inside to shop. It doesn't make any sense, dude. If you need it that bad, save up and just buy it later. Like, I understand you want to get it on sale, but it's so insane that you're willing to risk other people's lives. For that. You trample my work- guy. Like, exactly. Like, physically, though, how do they How do they not see this dude? The reason why they get trampled is because the people behind them don't see it, and they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And it's not that you're trying to trample on someone. It's that you're trying not to fall. So you just keep going with the crowd, and the crowd doesn't stop because they don't know that someone's under them. And so yeah, they but, step on but my question is like, uh, yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. But my whole thing is, how does a trampling even occur? Like, why are the people in the back pushing to begin with? Can't they, like, Oh, no, it doesn't hell? make any sense that it happens at all. Like, it's so dumb that it even happens at all. And yeah. I think the whole, with smaller stores, it's easier. Like, when I worked at Nike, we had, like, people at the front of the building controlling the line. We had people outside I before remember. it even opened. And it was like, hey, they're standing there, and they're like, ah, get in this line right here. We'll let you in. And we had a limit on how many people could be in the building at one time. And that, honestly, I think I did two Black Fridays at Nike. Um, yeah, one because you sold Michael me a bunch Kors. of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was before Black Friday. And I just told was you to it? come in because we were having a good sale. Ah, yeah, I thought that was it wasn't Black, on Black Friday. Friday. Shit. No, it was just a, like a really good weekend sale that we were having. But even then, it's so dumb that when you... When you have to tell your employees to take advantage of the deals like the three days before Black Friday and Thanksgiving, like that Monday through Wednesday, when you have to tell them to do their shopping so that they're not shopping on the clock or shopping when they get off work so that they can get out of the store, it's that's bad. Like your employees, like I do agree, let your employees take advantage early so that they can, so that they're not shopping on the clock because you really don't want them to, you know, not be paying attention uh especially on a big day like black friday mm-hmm. but to tell them to, so it's like they're not in the store you know taking up space or you know in the way or so that people don't think well this is actually a good one so that people don't think they're on the clock and working and trying to get you to help them mm-hmm. you know that's good but when you have to tell people to take it early it, you should take a step back and go why why is this day so important it's all just to make sure that they get in the black which is so dumb in my opinion. Like I said, I don't know a ton about business, but it just feels like a dumb idea that creates a lot of danger um, and hostile people. There's a lot of people that get really angry at you when you don't have something that they want, and all you have to tell them is, yeah, sorry, we don't have it. I can't do anything for you. Stop yelling at me. Stop cursing me out. Stop doing all this stuff. Just leave me alone. We don't have it. Believe I know me. that pain. <laughs> no, no, no. Believe me. I've been a butcher since before COVID. I understand that pain <laughs> so much. Because there was one point where we have like a triple decker shelf. That, so it's got like three shelves plus a bottom. And it yeah. goes 40 feet or so. It's where we have all of our hamburger, all of our side dishes, all of our chicken. Like all of it's in that one section. Mm-hmm. We It was so blowed out. I was able to squeeze those Four layers of that entire thing into like where we normally just have our beef roasts, 
<laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. And, pe- and then people would see this, and they'd be like, do you got anything else in the back? I'm just like, if I did, you really think I would have all this here? <laughs> yeah, I hate, on, especially on Black Friday. Like, this is the most. Like, most other days, it's fine. But on, like, big shopping days like Black Friday, when someone says, do you have it in the back? It's so annoying because, like, do, does it look like I have the time to go to the back and check on something that's probably not there because it was brought to the floor because we knew it was going to sell? Oh, see, here's how I approach that. I, I walk into the cooler. I stand there for five, ten seconds. Then I walk oh, out. Yeah. Like, don't, don't look, like, I literally just let the door close behind me and I stand right in front of the door and just wait. That's the let me check real quick. Yeah. That's a let me check real quick. I've done that so many times. You're like, let me check. Knowing full well we don't have it because I've <laughs> seven other people have asked me in the last 20 minutes also. So I just go back. For me, it was all about like, it was all about their attitude. Like if they had an attitude, I wasn't even going to try to argue with them that we don't have it. I was just going to go in the back so it looked like I checked even though I knew we didn't have it. And then I'd come back and tell them we didn't have it. If they were like nice about it or like, hey, do you guys have this? I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. Someone else just asked about it. We don't have it right now. But if you check online, maybe you can find it there. The only other store that has it is going to be like four hours away right now. So no, I'm sorry. And on then a, they'd be like, on a oh, side okay. note here, who who asks for porterhouse that often though? Like I I feel as if it's such when they go when they go like, on sale. Yeah, it's they're sub ten dollars. It's a, like they're sub ten dollars a pound. Okay, that's different. Okay, yeah, I understand that. But, like, I feel for, as for if there's so many better cuts. Dude, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay that for choice. See, I I will get a porterhouse definitely before I get a T-bone because yeah. porterhouse is just T-bone but with a better, a bigger filet. Mm-hmm. And usually I don't get just a regular strip because I'm a ribeye guy anyways. I've actually been growing more on strips. Yeah, I would not waste my money on filet, and that's kind of where I was going with the porterhouse thing. Like, don't get me wrong, like, like if someone offered me a porterhouse, I'd eat it, but I'm not paying for a filet. I think our usual price per pound on T-bones is eleven ninety eight, and our porterhouses are twelve forty eight, so it's like fifty cents a pound mm-hmm. on a one pound steak. Like one to two pound steak, so it's mm-hmm. like fifty cents to a dollar price difference. So it's like not a a huge difference. Okay, I can get behind that. But you know, if they come in like after I've already cleaned the saw, though, I'm just like, nope, can't do it. I'm not cleaning that saw twice in one day unless I absolutely have to. Uh, I can get that. After getting my uh, deli slicer, I know. Well, I don't know your pain because it's that I'm such a higher level. But cleaning my deli slicer is such a bitch and a half. I'm just like, man, I really don't want to do this. I'll, I'll send you a picture of the inside of the bandsaw when I break it apart Thursday. Oh, <laughs> I, I just feel like that's going to be disgusting. Not really. It's just bone dust inside. I got to give it to you, though, Cameron, uh, for being a butcher. I, Porter knows. I am not a very good raw meat toucher. I don't like it, which consequently means I don't cook a lot of stuff with raw meat unless it's, like, already the fat has been taken off and I can just quickly put it from package to pan slash pot or whatever. So when I buy, like, chicken to make crockpot chicken and other stuff or, like, pull chicken or whatever, I just I make sure it's, like, the cleanest thing I can find and then I'll take it out and then I'll take, like, a knife and a fork and I'll spread it around and make sure I get all the fat off with the knife. And then 
cook it, but I just, I can't, for some reason, it's a texture thing, and I don't like touching raw meat. I can make a, ha- I can make a meatloaf. I've done that before. I've gotten to the point where I can make meatloaf, and I can make hamburgers out of ground beef. Okay. That's fine with me. I'm still not a huge fan of it. I'll have a, I'll have a weird look on my face when I do it, but I can do it. But anything past that, it's just, I, I have trouble with it. So I, I admire you for being able to touch all that raw meat, Question. even with gloves on. Okay, I was about to ask. Like, you saw on Thanksgiving, I had those uh, gloves when I was handling the stuff off the grill. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe you could invest in some of those, and that might help you with that. No, for me, I mean, unless they were like thick gloves, which kind for me defeats the purpose of being able to handle the meat correctly. Mm-hmm. If they're like super thick, I wouldn't be able to do it. And a lot of the times, if you have big, chunky gloves on, you can't make, like, precise cuts or, you know, do things properly. It just makes it – it almost makes it harder to have gloves on sometimes. And, like, those thin kitchen ones that are, like, the plastic, they suck. They always suck. See, I'm just sitting here like, yeah, I have a chainmail glove I have to wear. (laughs) Well, yeah, because (laughs) you're dealing with a lot of sharp stuff around you, which makes sense. Yeah. But even then, even then, I feel like it gets in the chainmail, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, cleaning the glove Uh, is such a pain. Oh, speaking uh, of that, I should my boning knife should be getting here next week, and I'm ooh. so excited for them. Ooh, ooh, a six inch? Yeah, it's the one that you uh, sent me a while ago. Oh, I just yeah. never got around to ordering <laughs> until uh, my aunt was texting me. It's like, hey man, what do you want for Christmas? And then I was uh, I was looking on Amazon, and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna order this for myself. <laughs> I'm gonna sound real dumb here. Yeah. What does that knife look like? Okay, so it's small. It's got a thinner blade that that way it can bend. That's why it's a boning knife because it's meant to where it can bend around bones instead of like a big chopping knife being very rigid for yeah. chopping through stuff. Uh-huh. Boning knife is for like precise trimming around bones and fat. Uh, okay. And I think the main that. reason I wanted to get a boning knife, like don't get me wrong, like I can definitely use like my chef's knives and my uh, butcher's knife. Not. Yeah, my butcher's knife for a lot of shit, a cleaver. But, like, I just, it's so much more work than using a boning knife. Like, I've used a boning knife before. It's just I never had one of my own. See, I barely actually use my boning knife unless I'm actually boning stuff out. I use my (laughs) 10-inch cutting knife. That is what I do most of my trimming with. Okay. Yeah, I just, I've been wanting to debone chickens way more because I'm, getting back into making my own broth and stuff like that, and I don't want to waste a lot of the meat. Well, see, I've gotten to where I'm very precise, even with my 10-inch blade. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Just, just, just imagine me standing I, there I tri- trimming... Sti- yeah, yeah, tr- sitting there trimming steaks with my 10-inch knife. <laughs> I hope you know for the bachelor's party, I fully expect that to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm uh I'm gonna derail this conversation a little bit and take us in a different direction because this is something Porter and I brought up at the tail end of last week, and I'm still kind of upset about it. I can't talk too loud because if my wife hears me, she might burst into the closet where I'm recording and yell at me for it. <laughs> However, I do not like the new Taylor Swift album. And now let me explain, Porter. I know Taylor Swift, <laughs> T Swifty. She is. An icon. She's very dear to everyone's heart. I just don't think this new album is very good. And I'll tell you why. Let me explain why. My wife has listened to it since it came out a few times. Mm -hmm. Most notably, 
after we moved, she would listen to it on the TV while she's cooking or something like that or cleaning or whatever. It's just on the TV, on Spotify, playing in the background. Okay. Here's why I don't like it. She started it. We'd clean the house or whatever we were doing. It took like 30 minutes. And I did not know that the song had changed from the first song. Everything sounded exactly the same. Nothing sounded different. It sounded like one long 30-minute song. And it sounded like, honestly, it would have been one of the slower songs on like a 12-track CD or whatever. It just did not sound good. It's just 30 minutes of the same sound. Okay. I don't understand. So I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm not going to agree with you. I I definitely think she took a completely different turn with this album, but I don't think it's a bad album. I think, you know, it's not like 2011 Taylor Swift, but it's still good. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she's not good, and I'm not saying taking a turn like in albums and stuff and like styles is bad. I'm saying I don't think she did it enough. I don't think she pivoted enough. It sounds like she heard like the same thing and just took it and copy pasted that same style on every single song. Every single song sounds the same to me. And like I listen to a ton of different type of music, a ton. And this this album just doesn't do it for me. I just don't think it's good. If you compare this to anything else she has done, this does not seem like she's going up. Everything Taylor Swift has ever released has been a step up. This does not feel like it's a step up from the last thing she did. I can agree with and that. And it might be the last she ever does. Really? Well, I mean, this tour and everything that she's doing now, the reason why the tickets are so expensive is because this is probably the last time she's ever going to do it. God. Like, this is probably going to be your last chance to see Taylor Swift in concert for the most part, right? Or at least for the next, you know, a long amount of time. So, like so several, my thing is, years, like, that's, that's heartbreaking, but I don't think I care enough to go and buy, like, tickets to her concert. <laughs> no, 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 neither do I, especially since it's, like, four times our college tuition for some of these scalp tickets. But my point being is this does not feel... This does not feel good, in a sense, for Taylor Swift to me. Like, this doesn't feel like... I'm going to be like, wow, the it was so good. It just yeah. feels like, to me, when I hear it, it feels like the inner ramblings of her mind, and she just put it into music, and then that was it. It doesn't feel like she actually went above and beyond with it. It felt like it was a write it down, sing it, get some music to it, boom. Not It, it, it just doesn't feel good. The, I, I don't know how to explain it, but this album doesn't feel good. It doesn't make me feel anything other than tired and then i just slip into nothing and then 30 minutes later i'm like oh we're still on this i w- the song hasn't changed and then it's like no, no no we're on like track 10 it's like how track 10 one through nine sound exactly the same how come track 10 also sounds the same see i've never been a huge t swift fan the biggest <laughs> thing she's ever done that made me happy was when she stopped calling herself country yeah because I got so sick of I'd be sitting there trying to listen to country music while getting ready for school in the morning. And then it'd just be pop song after pop song after pop song. I'm just like, where's the country at? I'm on That's th- kind of what country is now. I know, like, I know what I you're talking it. about. Because I do not 
country is probably the one genre I do not listen to on the regular. I probably that's probably the least amount of uh I probably have the least amount of that genre saved to my playlists and stuff and my music on my phone and Apple Music and whatever. But country is a very specific sound in terms of I know what it needs to sound like for it to be country. And then people start making country other things. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is like new country or pop country or whatever. I'm like, it doesn't sound as good. It sounds like the other genre with a little bit of country, not country with a little bit of this. Country-esque. Yeah, it's country-esque. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't get a lot of good, well, in my opinion, you don't get a lot of good country anymore. Um, and I only listen to it very, very... Uh, what's the word? Seldomly. Oh, it, it, I, I, there, I found a subgenre of country, though, that it still feels very country, and I love it. It's called gothic country. You should definitely... I think you sent me some of those songs. Hold that, up. Uh... It's what? Gothic country. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't sound the, well, like see, two the, things that should the, be no, together. Okay, think more like... Don't think of, like, goths, like... You know, people wearing all black. Oh, the, I'm the thinking people... Kiss, Think... but with a cowboy hat. He- hear me out. Hear me uh, out. That's so far. <laughs> that's so far. Hear me out. That's all I think It is about what you would think country. as death would listen to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I like it so much? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so wrong. But but it's oh so but, but yes but yes <laughs> it a- is after here I will post the playlist of it I listen to into uh, our chat yeah here. put it put it in the, the the Discord chat I just think country itself it's a good genre I just I think it's very hit or miss like if it doesn't if it doesn't make me feel a certain way in the first like five to ten seconds I'm skipping it and that's a lot of country songs like wagon wheel. That's a great country oh, song. Oh yeah, what, wagon wheel. <laughs> that is a great country yes. song. But like, gothic country has the feel. Of I don't want to get. Country. I don't want to mess anything up. I'll listen to this after. Yeah. Actually, I'll just cut it. Oh, I, okay. So like the first five seconds of that one, uh, Ozark Gothic, Pawns, Pawns are King. That I can't listen to it because I know. I know that style now that you mentioned it. Yeah. And it it just makes me want to go straight to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, it just makes me want to go straight to sleep. Like, I just like, oh, this is relax. Speaking of music, something that I've been, like, pretty into lately is lo-fi music. And I don't know why. I just picked it up one day. I think... I think Quack posted like a picture of like a lo-fi thing on his Snapchat yeah. page. I, I, was I was gonna like, say Blake Quack. I was gonna say Blake Quack. He does a lot of work. <laughs> he does a lot of work. <laughs> I was like, yo, I can, I fucks with this. I think literally, uh, the song that me and my my uh, fiance are dancing our first dance to is like a lo-fi version of Howl's Moving Castles theme song. Oh, I've heard that one. That Do one's you really know, good. It's fun. There's a genre. There's a genre that I love to listen to when I'm like gaming or i'm feeling like in a funny mood mm-hmm. it's electric swing oh electric yes. swing music <laughs> is so good wait, wait, wait. You know it's just so one. upbeat no 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 if you want upbeat my favorite one to listen to while driving around at two in the morning 
Eurobeat. Eurobeat is good, but it's very specific for me. Because I, I understand what you mean. Like, for driving, like, Deja Vu and stuff like that, it's it's so good, but I feel like I need to be going at least 70 miles an hour to enjoy it. I didn't say you were going to be going under the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, if, if you get stuck behind a slowpoke while listening to Eurobeat... Oh, it's the worst. You're going to hit someone. When I'm listening to good music on the road, like, I've got a, I've got a driving playlist that has a few songs on it that make me just want to, you know, mash on the pedal. But when I get stuck behind someone going way under the speed limit while I'm listening to that, I it's, instant road rage. Yeah, it's, it's the so most infuriating thing. But for electric swing, think of the Star Wars Cantina song, but with like, uh, but with like house beats on it, or not even like house beats, but like pop beats. Okay. It's so good. Electric swing just makes me feel so like, especially when I'm caffeinated and I'm gaming. It just makes me feel so good. That, and um, I think it, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, other than, like, Japanese trap house beats. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you know exactly about. what I mean? <laughs> they, hit, they hit so hard. Like, if I'm playing League or uh, sometimes uh, Valorant or Siege or whatever, and I can turn it down low for those and not, like, lose concentration, mm-hmm. that just makes me so focused on the game oh, see, <laughs> but japanese see, trap see, house see i'm gonna so out myself a little bit for like what i how i get into like or like uh fps games yeah i love just taking like heavy heavy metal and just cranking it up to where i can't hear the game like at all oh yeah i mean <laughs> i've got like i've, I've got been doing that with overwatch for me it was always japanese trap music in edm it was the funniest thing i was shuffling in front of the forbidden palace in china and think about this scenario (laughs) (laughs) i am a six one black guy in front of the forbidden palace in china (laughs) blasting lindsey sterling like alan walker and whatnot and just shuffling and all these people all these guards are like what the hell is this guy doing (laughs) (laughs) i've got a i can't find it uh probably because i'm just oh yeah i've got a playlist on my phone called scrim warm-up when i was uh still coaching a uh siege team and then when i was playing for one and it's just got all these super fast uh songs on there and like they just they just give you that mindset of like fuck yeah but not like loud, but like a focused mm-hmm. hype. Okay, okay, both of you. Serious question: What are your that or thoughts on dadcore? On hey, what? Now? Hold on. Dadcore again? Your thoughts on dadcore music? Yeah, trying to think of what or, definition, or, please. Or or two two thousands dadcore. The the shit. Can you use it in a sentence? The music <laughs> your dad would listen to in the car when your mom wasn't with you when you were a kid. <laughs> Think, think <laughs> Kid Rock, Buck Cherry, Rehab, Hinder, Nickelback, Creed. Hey, I love Nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> I love Nickelback <laughs> too. You... All right, first off, but before we get too far in the dad core, actually, no, we'll 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 come we'll circle back uh, to Nickelback. Uh, dad core. My dad didn't listen to music when he drove. 
In fact, my dad would almost exclusively drive in silence unless I was in the car, and then I would put on these little, like, Christian tapes of stories and other stuff because they were kind of funny and they had lessons and whatever, and that was all he had. Oh, God. Straight to jail. He didn't listen to the Straight radio. Straight to jail. Because no. this meant my dad was a hardcore Christian. He's not a big music guy. He's a big John Wayne fan. He was a Marine. He's all this. He doesn't listen to music very often, though. Here, here, I will share the dadcore playlist I listen to on the regular. Mm. To as well. <laughs> I just love that it's called dadcore. Oh, it's, <laughs> on, oh, yeah. On a on a side note, I love how your dad will text me like "Happy Birthday" every year, and like on every <laughs> holiday, <laughs> he'll just send me a message. I don't know why like, he does that. like, hold on, let me pull up his Thanksgiving message. It was like, "Have a great Thanksgiving, no. son," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I don't know why he does so that. This is how you can tell Porter hasn't met my family because he doesn't get them from my family because he hasn't met them. He met my dad one time at graduation and commissioning. He met him one time for that. And now my dad sends him messages on no, Facebook all the time. No, he doesn't Tommy, even that say was, anything to me. That was before then. He started that like oh sophomore year. What? Yeah. I, I hadn't met this dude for three years, and he was sending me messages like, Happy birthday, son. And I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> Why is he doing this? I Why should, is he doing this? I shit you not. He the doesn't first do it to anybody message, else. The first message dates back to, like, August 2016. He doesn't do it. <laughs> That's a year after he started. That's a year after he started. Why? He doesn't do it to anybody else. He doesn't do it to AJ. He doesn't do it to Baxley. He doesn't do it to anybody else. Why are you the only one he does this to? I don't know. Because <laughs> Porter, Porter is his chosen son. I, I shit you oh not. There's like, there's like 15 different families that I met in college where their parents, people I met in college where their parents will just randomly message me like, hey, how's it doing, son? Like, I have like 17 different families that I'm apparently a part of now. That's not that's not surprising. What's surprising is that my dad is doing it. <laughs> that's the surprising part. But anyway, uh, to Nickelback, they were never bad. Nickelback was never bad. I've always loved Nickelback. They were never bad. And I'm glad that there's a lot of people coming out now, finally admitting that they don't know why everyone was saying Nickelback was bad and that they were just on this weird, like, oh, yeah, Nickelback is bad now. There's so many people coming out saying, "Yeah, I I've always liked Nickelback. I never thought they were bad. I don't I don't understand why people were saying it. Where did this come from? Yeah, Photograph was like Nickelback what 2015. Like okay, okay, yeah, I love Nickelback. I've always loved Nickelback. The only argument I ever got from somebody that says they hated Nickelback was that their guitar playing is too simple for them. That's the only uh, argument. Uh, even me. I hate to tell you. I hate to tell you this. A lot of like rhythm guitar playing is pretty simple. Yeah, I know. It's a rhythm. Yeah. But uh I I do like their current like trend with their music. Like they took a turn and it's it really Oh works. yeah, their last album that came out on the 18th of November. It's pretty good. I admit I did probably not enjoy this album. As much as I have their last album, like their okay. previous work, yeah, okay. But you can't com- overall, you can't compete with Dark Horse, like you just can't. No, Dark Horse was god. That was a good one. <laughs> that is that had what did that have? Hold on, Dark Horse had 
Um, I'm looking at all. Hold on, the albums. Let me see what Dark Horse had. Blah blah blah. Feed the machine. You know, Dark Horse, 2008. Uh, something in your mouth. That's okay. That's a little dirty, but it's good. Burn it to the ground. Got to be somebody. Oh, I yeah. come for you. Next go round. Just get high. Never gonna be alone. Shake hands. Sex. If today was your last day. This afternoon. All bangers. All, all really bangers. Good. Like. Uh, then you have your 2005 album, All the Right Reasons. That's a great one. That's a banger that had Rockstar. Um, I just don't understand. Look why at this photograph. <laughs> so, okay, the only the only credit I can give to the Nickelback haters is the video for photograph is god awful. Okay, it's such a good honestly, meme. Though, you, it makes up. It's for such it. a good meme. It's such a good meme. However, I do agree. Let's okay. Let's take a step back here. Objectively, there's a lot of 2000s music videos that people thought were good that were just trash there's a lot of music videos that are just really bad let's get it out there music videos in general are kind of bad let's let's rephrase that part it was good at the time because it fit the time right right that's a good way to put it most music videos are like that however they're also really bad in like four years it does not take long for a music video to age out because they're just, I don't like them. Yeah, like, uh, I want a rocks video. Yeah. You know, the, what do you want to do with your life? But, I mean, a lot of those are also about the genre itself. Like, a lot of early Green Day music videos, they're kind I'll be honest, they're kind of cringe. They're kind of, in today's standard, they're kind of cringe. But, in the time, like you're saying, they, they represented what they were going after. Right, like that represented the audience that Green Day had. A lot of their newer stuff has been a little bit better. There's, I think Green Day probably does some of the best music videos, especially with uh, Know Your Enemy. Um, that was probably one of my favorite ones ever. And I don't keep up, I don't keep up with a lot of music videos. But of the ones I've seen, that was probably one of my favorite ones Okay, ever. quick question. Do either of you know where the hell RX came from? Like, wh- when did Theory of a Dead Man decide to take such a twist for that and then they came out with the banger known as rx i i'll be honest i probably know what you're talking about but i don't know the name yeah i was about to say the same thing <laughs> or, or also called medicaid so that mm. with names especially i'll be music. honest with that. unless it unless it was kanye and and that's a completely different story <laughs> but i I don't know. Like, I heard songs. this came or like this came on one of my playlists is like the after the playlist where it just starts playing similar music, you know? Okay. I just listened to the preview. Um, because I don't have Spotify. Uh that's not bad. That sounds pretty good. I'd listen I listen to the rest of that. Oh, it's it's a, such a good song. But I'm just like I had no freaking clue that was Theory of a Dead Man based off of the, the sound. Yeah. Well, a lot of bands have done that recently, right? So it also depends on, like, when, if they, you know, have someone else come in. Like, uh, Three Days Grace, this past year, released an album. And it's really? like, huh? Yeah, Explosions, May 6, 2022. I found it in, like, June. Because um, I was like, oh, I want a Three Days Grace. I remember band. that. Uh, I remember that now. And I found it, and I went to their page, and I was like, let me let me add some songs to my Apple Music uh, that I haven't listened to in a while. And I saw they had a new album. I was like, when did this happen? 
and it's a new singer and they've had this new singer i think for the last album or so mm-hmm. but still it's like they changed their sound slightly because new guy new sound but it's like whoa i mean that's the same thing that five finger death punch did uh, a few years ago when ivan moody was in rehab yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stories like that with yeah, bands where yeah. they're, well, they, they're they, the same band, but then someone changes. Well, they brought I, I in the lead singer of Bad Wolves. Who? I was saying I hope that doesn't happen to AJR anytime soon, because I, I listen who, to them who religiously. Oh, who is no. <laughs> You're going to have to say the full name. Uh, You're gonna have to say, is AJR an abbreviation? No, that's just their name. Huh? Yeah, that's just the name of the band. A group. You're kidding. I kid you not. You know that. You know those people who do that song, uh, "World's Smallest Violin," that got super oh! viral on TikTok. Those guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Those guys. I was like, I feel like I should know who you're talking about by the way you're reacting, but I was like, this is not an abbreviation. I was confused. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. To be fair, it they did take me like a year and a like half to figure out their name too. I'll be honest, there's a lot of bands I don't uh I don't dive into bands a lot anymore because I'll find that it's like one song that hits like my algorithm or whatever. And it's like, oh this is cool. And then I go into the band and I'm like, Yeah, most of the other stuff isn't isn't for me. It's just this one song that hits it. And then I leave it at that. But I'll tell you what genre has really and I, I call this a genre, although this is probably not true. Um Anime openings and closing songs are my new favorite thing to find. And I'll tell you what, I'll so tell you what glad. brought this up. I'll tell you what brought this up. I've been watching Chainsaw Man, and every single episode has a different closing OP or a different closing song. It's so good. And each one is a banger. That Fire Force, also great songs. Oh my god, Fire um, Force. Spy and Family. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be. And this is why I say, like, it's not necessarily a genre because these songs are different. Uh, the Spy and Family ones, um, The Witch from Mercury, like, those songs, they're all anime openings and closings for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know some of them haven't been designed specific or made specifically for them. However, some have. It's just they, they hit so different. You want to know what get me started on anime openings, even though I actually despise the show? What? What's that? It's Demon Slayer, isn't it? Oh, okay, I was about to say. <laughs> That's First fair. off, Demon Slayer's opening is really good. <laughs> Demon it, it Slayer is. is the most overrated anime. I will die on this hill, and I yeah. I could talk. We I don't... could argue that for days. Porter, you know, I'm going to be right there with you. We're, we are dying on that hill together. We don't have the time to get into Demon Slayer <laughs> on whether or not it's good or is a copycat or if you can even enjoy it. We don't have the time for that today. But yes, Attack on Titans openings uh, were also very good. They are. But it is absolute fire. You know what? I, I'll say, I'll, I'll change, I have to change my point on Attack on Titan. It's not bad, but I wouldn't put it in my top 15 and someone paid me. Top 15? No. I know what we're talking about next week. <laughs> oh, oh, I will be here. I, I know what we're talking about. I, I will week. come up with you my list and my and my list with reasons. Okay. Now oh, that, I'm, I'm going to do that too, actually. Now I think we'll, we'll we'll have to talk about this a different time. But I think there's more that goes into play when you're making a top 15 anime list, mm-hmm. and that's experience. Anime to me, 
I, as you know, Porter, you're the one who got me more into this. The the most exposure I had growing up was Gundam, um, and Naruto, and I think a little bit of here and there of other ones, right? A little bit of Dragon Ball Z, but not too much. Uh, and then I really got into it a couple years ago, and I think it was what sparked it was you were watching Attack on Titan or something mm-hmm. in our dorm. So I watched it, or I started or something when it was on Netflix. Yeah. And I think I watched all of what was on Netflix. And then I think the next big thing that sparked it was when we watched Code Geass. I think that was what uh, sparked me getting back into... I remember into... both of those. Yeah, it was Attack on Titan and Code Geass. I think that's what sparked me getting back into it hardcore to where now I've watched a lot more. Um, I'm trying to catch up on One Piece, um, but I've watched a lot more anime now. I know, and I'm I'm so proud of you. For me, anime started day one. <laughs> I don't understand how people could ever bash it. Like I I was never growing up. I was never the kid who like bashed it. I just I was like I don't understand it. It's like I don't understand it. But if you like it, whatever. Like I'm not gonna watch it. See, I, and then I, I was I saw, very much I think a Pokemon child. Even then. Okay, yeah, if you count Pokemon as an anime, I watched a lot of Pokemon, too. But, um, for some reason, in my mind, Pokemon isn't an anime. Well, that's just because the, the English dub, because the, the English dub just very Americanizes a lot of the stuff. Yeah. I think it has to do with where it was showing. Pokemon would be shown during the day, whereas a lot of other animes in the early 2000s would be shown at, like, uh, Toonami and stuff like that. But I miss Toonami. You know how many all-nighters I pulled to stay up and watch Adult Swim to watch Bleach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd fall asleep and, like, wake up to the Inuyasha, like, closing Yes, song. exactly. Oh! <laughs> and then, Inuyasha! And then be sad because you missed Inuyasha. <laughs> I know. I was another one I caught uh, glimpses of here and there. But, but uh, anyway, it's my we're... most proud uh, anime fact is... I've been keeping up with One Piece since day one. Uh, I'll I will proudly say that. I'm trying see, unsuccessfully. See, to catch up. I'm sad because the anime started in '97, and I was born in '98. I was born in '96. <laughs> My dad would watch it, and I would watch it too. <laughs> and then it wasn't until like I was in like third grade. Where he sat me down one day and he was like, "You've been watching with, you've been watching this with me for years now, and you're gonna catch, you're gonna know what's going on." So <laughs> like you're gonna, we're gonna start over, and you're gonna know what the hell is happening. Exactly. I think it was. Um, you are about it was to in go Alabaster, paid. actually. Uh, okay, so you, uh, you well, it's not too far in. You knew some pain. Yeah, I knew <laughs> some. some. Pain. That nothing, <laughs> nothing like we know now. <laughs> oh God, it's heartbreaking. Oh, I've never cried so much here. about a boat in my life. No, I'm in Skypea still. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, we're uh we're pretty much at time. Um, yeah, I was gonna call it at 45, but the conversation was good. Now we're at like about an hour. I'm so like an hour anyway, and one minute in. Yeah, an hour and one minute. Um. But anyway, yeah, so next week uh, we'll get together and try to record again. Is uh, Does this time work again next week for everybody? Uh, Yeah, it should work for me. Okay, it should work for me too. So we can we can schedule this for next week and we can uh, prepare some notes over this coming week 
on some more things that we want to talk about or whatever. Oh, we have I think to do there's that a couple list. other things. Oh, that's what we were going to do. The BLT, the BLT sandwich tier list. Yep. We missed that. So we'll cover the BLT <laughs> sandwich next week um, on if it's even a decent sandwich. But uh, anyway, yeah. So I wanted to say real quick before we ended it too far, uh, something I forgot to say last week was on whatever you're listening to this podcast on, uh, please go ahead and rate it as high as possible and you know drop a comment on how much you enjoyed listening to our voices rant while you were probably not paying attention for 60 minutes out of the 62 minutes that we've been recording. Uh, and then also go ahead and go over to Twitter and give us a follow at WRYW podcast. Uh, and, you know, leave a comment on our Thanksgiving food top 10 list with the honorable mentions as well, because that's on there. We're going to try to post some of the opinions and talking points and other things throughout the week, or I'm going to, cause I'm managing it right now. But anyway, go ahead and give us a follow over there. That would help a lot. Uh, we'll post when new episodes are up, uh, and everything. I think we re- I think I released the last one on a Wednesday. Or Thursday. I think it might have been a Thursday. So I'll try to keep to the same schedule um, and do it weekly. So hopefully this will be out by Thursday, which will be like the 8th, the 8th, I think. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Go ahead. Uh, like us on whatever platform you're using, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Amazon. I think that's mainly what we're on. We're being distributed by Anchor FM because we're doing this ourselves and then uh again follow us on twitter at wryw podcast again that's at wryw podcast we're right you're wrong that's the whole thing here our our opinions are non-negotiable with you guys so you can comment but you're still going to be wrong so (laughs) uh yeah this has been pj thomas Chappelle porter and cameron i actually don't know your last name gorley Cameron Gorley. Again, we're right, you're wrong. See you guys next week.